Hey everybody, um, today is just going to be Tavares on this podcast, so I know you all want to hear Safa's lovely voice, I wish we could hear it as well, but you're stuck with me, so while we're here, we're going to dive into another podcast, and this one is going to be titled Godly Men versus a Church Boy, and I know maybe the women that are listening are thinking, okay, this has nothing to do with me, but I want you to know that you should stay tuned because that's how you'll be able to know what type of guy to entertain or to avoid. And for the men that is listening, please don't think this is here to bash any of you. I'm not one to slander men because I know I need to grow. And I know that if I need to grow, then my brothers need to grow. And if I have any wisdom, I would love to impart it all, impart it over to you all. So we're going to dive into that podcast today. But before we dive in, I just want to really tell you guys, we are so grateful. Our podcast hasn't been out, but for just a couple of months. And it's a lot of lessons. A lot of people are subscribing. A lot of people are giving um, reviews. And if you haven't given a review, um, if you want to wait to the end of this episode, feel free. But we would appreciate it if you give a five star, you know, because the five star reviews definitely helps. People say it doesn't help the algorithm. But I know when I look up podcasts and then I see um, is this one I want to listen to? I check the reviews. If someone is saying, I'm, this is nonsense, this is carnal, this is unbiblical, I don't care to waste my time doing it. So if you ever feel like we're encouraging you all, please feel free to share. Please feel free to leave a review and let's continue to get this word out. All right, so I'm going to dive straight into it. I know a lot of times women are trying to figure out, you know, God, just give me discernment because I don't want to waste my time with another guy that, you know, doesn't have the right intentions. A lot of guys are trying to figure out why am I always considered a problem or what can I do to step my game up, not just with the relationship, but spiritually. You know, so I feel like this one is needed, you know, so this isn't solely in regards to dating is also about growing. And the first thing I want to say that distinguishes a godly man from a guy, a boy or a guy who's just in church is godly man is in church for Jesus. A church boy goes to see what's going on or what girl he can get at next. And I just want to make that clear because a lot of people assume that because they go to church, they're a Christian. Um, I heard someone say that's that's kind of like saying I'm a car when I stand in a garage. Just because we're inside of the building, that doesn't mean our hearts are engaged in what's going on. Just because I've been raised in church doesn't mean I've been growing spiritually. You know, so, you know, man, we know that. We're, we're living godly lives, but we're actually going in order to grow. And, you know, and that's also when it's inconvenient. That's also when it's Bible studies. That's also when it's prayer meetings. That's also when it's something that may not be, you know, the hype, you know, the Sunday morning service. And I'm not saying attending all the services makes you saved or makes you spiritual, but being in Christian community helps you grow. And if you're only going when you you know, you just want to holler at that new girl or you just want to holler at, you just want to see what's going on. You only pop up when there's a concert or something. And that shows that your motives aren't right. So, ladies, you also have to be careful because just because he plays the instrument, just because he's on a praise team or just because he does whatever at church doesn't mean he has a heart for God. You have to see where his motives are. You have to see, is he passionate about the things of God? And I know some people fake, but worship isn't something you can fake. I'm not saying look for the guy crying in worship, you know, with the ugly cry, but you can see someone's heart behind their actions. You can see where, what I value by 
where I spend my time. You can see what I care about by what I'm doing. Jesus said in Matthew 15 and 8, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Jesus was talking to Pharisees when he said that. So if you don't know anything about the Bible, you know, um, I'm pretty sure you've only heard negative about Pharisees. But Pharisees were religious people. They were keeping the law. They were doing all of the quote unquote biblical things, but their hearts weren't in it. You know, they were mad. They were just trying to look better than others. They were just trying to earn their way into heaven. So if you want to see a guy um, ladies, if you want to date a guy who has a heart for God, you have to see that his heart is in it. And guys, if you want to be a man after God's own heart, you have to have a heart that wants to do these things. Even when it's boring, even when it feels mundane, you have to have a heart that wants to serve God. Because if you're only going there for the girls, yeah, you may you may get a girl, but I won't say that girl is a blessing. I won't, maybe she's going to be a distraction from the enemy to keep you off course because that's where your motives are. So you have to be careful in the type of relationships that you'll pursue. So we have to examine our lifestyles, and I'm not saying you have a, you have the ability to say how spiritual someone is just by looking at them. We don't know anyone's heart, but the more you you spend time with the person, you can see, you know, what they value. You can see, um, you know, how they actually think about you know certain things. So please be careful of dating someone or being someone who's just in church just to be in church or just in church to see what type of girl that you can get, you know, because that's not what the church is for. Point number two, a godly man will lead you to Jesus. A church boy will lead you either to himself or to his bedroom. Brothers, you have to lead that girl to God, not to you. Because at the end of the day, if you guys break up, you can't say, oh, we only had sex this one time because, you know, we were planning on getting married or, you know, our emotions were too involved. No, it does not matter how involved your emotions are. You have to protect women. You have to protect women. The enemy wants to destroy our women. And that's why he allows them, you know, to be vulnerable with guys they believe they should have trusted the guys in the church. And he'll allow you to lead them off course. And you, you have to be a guy worth, you know, being trustworthy. You have to be a guy that's able to say that, even when she's throwing it at me, not literally, hey, take it easy now. But even when she's, you know, giving you the chance, you know, to spend that night or to do whatever, you're letting her know, you know, I'm trying to honor God. You know, temptation is high. We get that. You know, you're interested in someone. You're going to be tempted. I was tempted, you know, um, to do crazy things before I got married. I was tempted with my wife. I was tempted in other situations. I'm not saying temptation is the temptation is a sin. It's a matter of yielding, you know, that then then it becomes sin. So my advice to men is to lead the woman, you know, closer to God, because it's hard to remain pure in a culture where sex sells. And it seems that you're the only one trying to honor God with your body. But I really have a newsflash for you all. Everyone isn't doing it. There are tons of people that I've met older than me, people that are in their 30s that are literally faithful to God. And, you know, they're not just saying I'm a virgin or they're not just saying I'm celibate or they're not just saying I'm this and I'm that, you know, just to, to look good. No, there are some people that really want to honor God with their bodies. So, men, you have to respect your own purity and you have to protect your own purity at all costs. So I know I just was mentioning protecting the women, but you have to protect yourself because who who am I to say you know, women are innocent victims. You have to understand that they can take advantage of you too. I've been in place in predicaments, whereas, um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if there are any underage people listening to the podcast. I understand we have all age groups, but I've been called names. Um, I'll just say gay is one of them. You know, I won't get into all the the, the, 
the mean stuff people say, but I've been called that when I want to take advantage of a woman. When at, and I say take advantage of because that's what it is. You know, you're just randomly having sex with every woman that shows interest or having sex with everyone that shows interest. That's not God's will, you know? So Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 30, and if that right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And we know Jesus is not talking about your literal arm because there would be, we wouldn't have arms in heaven. None of us would have arms when we die because how many times have you sinned? Because I know I have. You sinned, God forgave you, and you went back and did it again. So that means you wouldn't have no arms. Now we'd be cutting off toes then to our legs, you know what I mean? So you would be cutting off everything. But that concept is teaching us that you have to cut off the things that lead you into that temptation. So Jesus was trying to teach a principle that it's easier to break off a relationship with a woman if it's going to cause you or her to stumble. And it's better to to break it off and to stay away so that way you won't be able to compromise your purity. And that's just not that's not just sexually. You have to be able to protect your body and protect your mind and protect your peace from people that will lead you outside of the will of God. So that's not just in regards to sex. I know a lot of times I mention purity. People think I'm just saying be a virgin and that's the only way you're saved. That's not what I'm saying. But in order to protect you know, your walk with God, you have to be able to cut off certain things and be willing to cut off certain people if they're not changing and they're causing you to change. Point number three, a godly man isn't materialistic. A church boy is. Fellas, I am so sick of these latest trends becoming the the, the, the it, you know, it's just that thing you must have in order to be cool. You know, you guys are like, bro, you, you have the skinniest jeans on ever. I can read your debit card. Like, I don't want to see that. I, the men definitely don't. And the women don't need to be seeing your manhood every time, every time you walk by, loosen up your pants, like loosen up your clothes. I know a lot of people like to put modest, put an emphasis on women being modest, but it's like men, we have to exercise this stuff as well. But we have to be careful, you know, about becoming guys that are so focused on our swag or our money or our fashion or our Instagram follows that we forget about our walk with God, you know, because a godly man may not have much, but if Jesus, ha- but if he has God, then that means he has everything that he needs. And that's not my way of saying that, you know, in order to be spiritual, you have to be broke. You know, that's a, that's a terrible concept that I see seems to be very, you know, prevalent in the church. No, someone can be a millionaire and ser- serve Jesus with all their heart. Don't think I'm, I'm an advocate for being broke. You know, like, not at all. If you can get money, you need to. The Bible says that if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. And that's because God is not raising a freeloader. God is not into laziness. The Bible clearly speaks out against slothfulness, you know, so we have to be trying to seek God for who he is and not just, um, you know, materialistic and blessings and prosperity gospel and, you know, church becoming a fashion show. We're not even there to worship because we can't scuff our shoes or we can't, you know, it's just like, listen, that's not what this stuff is about. Ladies, if you're with a guy who's trying to be prettier than you, listen, sis, you need to run. That stuff is, that's scary to me. I'm not, I'm not trying to look nicer than Safa. Like, <laughs> she got it. You know what I mean? People think I dress kind of extra. I like to think I'm kind of simple. You know what I mean? I, li- I like the nicer things. I, most of my suits are express. I like having nice shoes. I like having nice things. But when it becomes a matter of I'm putting on these things to put on a front or I'm putting on these things to get the Instagram likes or I'm putting on these things, you know what I mean, just to, to look cool, then it shows I don't know who, what my identity is because... A lot of like I grew up, obviously, I'm black. So I grew up in a 
you're not that doesn't mean obviously I grew up in the hood but I did grow up in the hood you know what I mean and a lot of times all people wore Jordans and it's like if I put on some Jordans yeah you know what I mean they're, they're fire like you feel confident but if I don't have that same confidence in slippers or sketchers or some Walmart shoes then that means my security was in the things that I was possessing and not in the God that I possess you know so I have to focus on who God is. And when I know who God is, then I'll know who I am. Because like, just like how Jesus asked the disciples and he, Peter said, you know, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, yeah, you're right. And you're Peter. And he, so him realizing who God was made God exposed to him who he was. So our identity is wrapped up in a God. You know, the Bible mentions godliness with contentment is great gain. So it's not about having so many things. It's about knowing who we are in Christ. And that shows, you know, that we're being rooted inside of his word and we're not being driven by, you know, things of this world. Um, I know I could have said this next point first because it's the most important, but I wanted to stretch it out, you know, not drop it on you all first. But it seems like we're in an era whereas the church is becoming far away from God, but yet they're inventing their own Jesus. So let me just make this clear. A godly man spends time with God, period. I don't want to hear, oh, when I get time. No, a godly man spends time with God. How do you have, you can't have, we can't have the character of God without spending time with God, you know? And I heard a lot of people say crazy things like, oh, you have to do this every day at the same time where you have to, if you're not praying at, you know, 6 a.m., then that means you're, listen, let people do what they want to do. You don't have to compete with anybody. Your spiritual walk doesn't have to look like anybody. But I will say at your spiritual walk must have a level of consistency. You know, so I struggle with consistency big time because having my child always running around that by the time he gives me free time, I honestly don't feel like reading my Bible. I just want to sit there and just eat Doritos. And it's like, I know that is not a spiritual thing to say, but I sometimes I'm just like, oh, I need a break. You know what I mean? But if if I use all of my break time to watch Netflix and I don't use that time to spend time with God, then I'm not growing spiritually. And it's not me being against Netflix or me being against YouTube or any form of media, because obviously you're using media to listen to this. You know, media can be a blessing, but we can't allow the media to replace our time with God. Fellas, we have to spend time with God. You know, you can't grow if you aren't spending time with them. There are some keys that are essential to a strong spiritual life. And they're the most basic things that we can easily neglect. One, prayer. Two, studying our Bibles. Three, fasting. Four, Christian community. Because prayer is the only thing that will keep you. Like they say, if you pray, you'll stay. If you fast, you'll last. (laughs) And it was another one, but if you read I don't know. Maybe if you read, you can lead. I don't remember what that one was. It was some catchy thing I heard many years ago. But it's the simple fact that prayer isn't a matter of you just speaking in tongues for two hours or prayer isn't a matter of, you know, God, thou, you know, thou art the, the, you know, you don't have to get into your preacher voice to talk to God. You don't have to do that. You know, but prayer is communication with him. And I know times when my relationship with Safa isn't great or times when my relationship 
with certain friends aren't great. Sometimes it's because of a lack of communication. And if it and if we are communicating, it's because of miscommunication that's going on. Because if you have a misunderstanding of the word of God, then you can misunderstand God. You can think you can think something of God that isn't true if you don't understand his word. But if you're spending time with him, you're talking with him, then you'll better understand him. You know, so if we're studying our Bibles, that'll help us have a better knowledge of him as well. Because I've come to the realization that there are many people that they don't read their Bible. They literally only listen to what their favorite pastor or what their, you know, their home church says. And that can be very dangerous because I have a lot of friends and I'm not going to jump off on a limb and say everybody's doctrine is false if it isn't what I believe. But I do know a lot of people are in false doctrines and false teachings and listen to false pastors. And they would know that something that is being said is false if they literally just opened their Bible. You know what I mean? Because you don't need... You don't need a degree in theology to know when, you know, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. You know, if they say God and Joseph created. It's just like, listen, all you got to do is open your Bible. <laughs> you want to know that pastor just inventing stuff to tickle your ears. You know what I mean? Or creating some cool series on YouTube, you know, and getting millions of views. That doesn't mean someone is hearing from God, you know, but you can hear from God yourself if you open the word of God, you know. Fasting is another key that I just mentioned, and fasting is something that a lot of people, you know, avoid, and that's something that I used to grow up saying, man, that was the, that's the real F word, because fasting, I still struggle with that to this day. It is a struggle, like, I'm trying my hardest, you know, but God has got to help me with consistency, you know, so I know you all struggle with it at times, too, so I'm praying for you all, you all pray for me, but fasting is just setting aside your plate, you know, and spending time with God, you know, there are many different types of fasts that people do, absolute, uh, absolute fast, a Daniel fast, but regardless, it's just a matter of denying your flesh so that God can grow, and the fourth point I mentioned was Christian community, because there are a lot of Christians that don't spend time with God, don't spend time with God's people, or don't go to church, but that stuff is needed. Church isn't optional. Uh, the body of Christ isn't optional. You're not going to go to heaven alone. You need people. You need people. And not only do you need people, we need you. We need what you what you have. We need your gifts. We need your abilities. We need your anointing, your talents. And you can have a, an amazing impact on the kingdom of God. So don't feel like this is just for others. You know, so we need you. Please plug yourself in. So you have to spend time with God. Ladies, I know I'm only I'm really talking about the fellas, but you need to spend time with God as well. Not just finding a godly man, because I know a lot of you sisters just find godly men. And you know what? I'm going to leave that alone and let Safa talk about this on the next, <laughs> next time. All right. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, let me stop causing trouble. Point five, a godly man will see more than your looks. A church boy only sees your body. You know, so that's something I really struggle with. I won't say growing up, but that's something that, that I had an issue with. My thing was, God, I, I'm not going to talk to anybody with bad character, but just give me a fine woman with a big butt. That's all. God, I don't ask her much, but if she just got to have that, you know what I mean? And, and it was very childish. And me having that carnal desire, what did it lead to? Me only chasing after women for what? 
how they look. So I'm not, uh, it, it never led to me respecting who she was. It was a matter of me thanking God that all she had was a big butt. And that shows how shallow I was. And know a lot of times, you know, we'll pursue a woman because she's beautiful, but just because she's beautiful doesn't mean she makes a great wife. And ladies, just because, you know, you have all of the features, you know, outside doesn't mean, you know what I mean? Your inside, um, your character is how God wants it to be. So we have to be careful with, you know, looking at women, you know, pursuing a woman, you know, because of how they look. Looks fade, her shape will change, and a person she is at 21 is not going to be the same person she is at 35. So don't be with someone who is immature and only wants beauty to show off to their friends because there are a lot of guys that they're only pursuing these women because they want trophy wives, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's like, I get that. I'm not saying, you know, pursue an ugly woman. I'm not calling anyone ugly, but I'm not saying pursue someone you're you're not attracted to or someone you find unattractive or someone you're just not physically, you don't, you don't find physically you know, appealing. I'm not saying you have to pursue one of those to show how how much of a godly person you are. No, but I'm saying you should not view women as objects and we shouldn't view women as though they're just, you know, to make us look better or they're just to show off to our friends. That's not a point of having a spouse. And if that's why, if that's what you're pursuing in a spouse, then that may be why you may be single or that may be why your relationship won't last because you're always going to find someone that looks attractive. And what are you going to do? Be tempted to leave? No. So we have to be careful on why we pursue what we pursue. So golly men, when we call a woman beautiful, we should mean it, you know, because how I view it is, though, a church boy will flirt around and call you sexy because that's what's on his mind. Sex. You know what I mean? So, ladies, please don't feel like a guy calling you sexy is a is a turn on or is a is a compliment. That's not a compliment. He's literally telling you when he sees you, he wants to have sex with you. And 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 I get that. There's so many women that say they want to feel sexy. I believe you should want to feel beautiful. I believe you should want to feel gorgeous. But to say you want to feel sexy, that means to be desired for sex. And I don't want people calling my wife sexy because that's my job. And I believe that we should only be calling one another sexy if that's our spouse. You know, I'm not going to get into too much of that. I don't want people getting mad at me. But I will say we have to be able to pursue women because of character, not just because of looks and how their body is. You know, so very short podcast today. <laughs> um, well, I won't say short. You know, I talk too much. But I wanted to make sure that men, we see our, if we see ourselves falling short in any of these categories, we have to work on it. I know I fell short in some of them and some some of them I'm still working on. So it's not a matter of me pointing fingers at any of you, because if we are aiming to grow, we should not be seeking a spouse. If you're not aiming to grow, you should not be leading inside of your churches. You know, so growth isn't just so you can find a spouse. It's so you can be able to lead in your homes, in your communities, you know, in your churches. So all of this isn't just for a spouse, fellas and ladies, if you. If you desire a relationship, please understand that's not a bad desire, but it, it can be it can become dangerous when you're willing to walk away from Jesus just to get a relationship. It can become dangerous if you're willing to just talk to any guy in church because he's handsome, because he's tall, dark and chocolate and he got the beard or because he's white and chiseled or whatever your type is. It becomes very dangerous when you're just talking to someone because they go to church. I'm not one to share, you know, many of the personal stories that happen in our DMs, but this one I won't you know, obviously address any of their personal life. But there was a person who mentioned that they were talking to someone and he found out she was Christian. And they said, 
he was Christian, whatever his Tinder accounts, you know, he put Christian and how he respected her walk with God and they hung out and then they slept together and then he literally dropped her. And I'm not saying all men will drop you after that, but that shows you that people will pretend to be godly in order to get what they want from you. Men, that is completely trash. And God will deal with that man accordingly. And every one of us that feel it's okay to play women and disrespect women and pretend to be spiritual in the process or to be in leadership and taking advantage of the people inside of the house of God, you know, using our positions of leadership to to manipulate or people that confided in us to take advantage of their weaknesses. That type of foolishness will be judged and will be judged harshly by God. So I just want to encourage men that if you are one of these people pretending to be godly, just so you can impress a girl, stop it. Don't pretend. Just live for God, bro. Like, and, and there are times when I know I felt like when I was living for God or when I was living, I felt like a holy life, you know, a quote unquote, like I would just, I thought I was just killing the game. I literally was creeping women, creepy, creeping women out or I, I was turning them off. They didn't, they didn't care. And then I, I saw that whenever I was being carnal or fleshly or flirtatious, they were loving it. And I was looking like, Wow, that's sad that I have to be worldly for women to be interested. But men, you don't need to compromise in order to impress these women. The women that are only impressed by worldly guys, they want worldly men, and you just have to pray for them. You have to show them what it means to be a godly man. Don't compromise your walk with God, your walk with God in order to get a woman. If she chooses to go that route or do the bad boy route or whatever the case may be, that is her choice. But men, please don't compromise who you are in Christ in order to get a relationship. Ladies, please don't take godly men for granted because there are many godly men out there. The problem is a lot of them are boring to you. <laughs> and we'll address that at another time. But but please understand that you don't want to to see godly men and then take them take them for granted. And men, you don't want to see see a godly woman and then feel like you have to change in order to get her. No, let God lead you to the right, let God lead you to the right person. You know, so I know I was a bit long winded, but while you are still here, I want you all to know we are grateful for every listen, for every share. Continue to share in your stories. We've been seeing it. We've been commenting back to you all. We're so grateful. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five star rating. You don't have to type anything in a review. If you do, that would be amazing. But don't feel obligated. You know, we're asking that you guys continue to share. We still have Godly Dating 101 merch. You can grab that at godlydating101apparel.com. Obviously, I'll leave the, the link to the website in the show notes. And feel free to email us if you have any questions. Our email is contact at godlydating101.com. And this won't be a very frequent occurrence of me on a podcast by myself, but I don't want you all to sit and wait, you know, just because of our schedule. So if we're not allowed to podcast, you know, because Saf isn't there, then I'll get on and do one by myself. And then when she's there, then we'll grab and do one together. So as always, we love you all. We appreciate you all. And we just want to say have a blessed day. And if you have any questions, shoot me a DM. Love you. Peace. Peace.